got a friend in me and welcome to episode 34 of Large Popcorn. This is, of course, a space where friends gather around to have elevated and comfortable discussions about all things film in the least pretentious way possible, or at least we hope. For those of you who don't know me, I'm your host, Christian Macias, and alongside me today, he's a writer and a host, the number one Kingdom Hearts fan who's been featured on sites like IGN, GameSpot, Kind of Funny, Spawn on Me, and more, the original cinephile guy. He's, of course, Cameron Hawkins, a.k.a. at Cam Final Mix. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I wouldn't say I'm the original cinephile guy. I don't know. Give that to, like, um, what's that one? Who's that one film critic that that uh roger ebert yeah roger ebert i'd probably say he's like probably like the og you know what i'm saying well i, <laughs> I had to throw in the uh the throwback to your old your old twitter yeah. handle at the city yeah. guy right yeah and i feel like yeah, i feel like a lot of people don't really know i don't know like because I, I the reason why i picked that name was because like i originally was wanting to go to school for like film uh for like film criticisms like film writing but yeah I don't know, game, like games, uh, I felt like I had more of a, you know, I love games as equally as much as I love film. And I just felt like that even though gaming can be, getting into the game industry as a writer can definitely be intimidating because there's just so many people that want to do it. I just felt like I had more of a chance. So I just went down that route. So, and yeah, yeah and then, I, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta change my name. I gotta figure out something that like has Dude. my name in it, but yeah. like, you know, so. And it took me a while. It took me a few months, and then like it just hit me. I was like, "Camp Final Mix. This is perfect." Like Kingdom Hearts. Like it's and it, it, I think it's a cool. I just think it's cool in general. So oh, I remember yeah. you campaigning on Twitter, like tweeting every now and then about trying to rebrand and like how hard it was to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to do the same thing for a long time, and you nailed it with Camp Final Mix. Like that's a great handle. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, folks, remember that each week a new episode of Large Popcorn goes live where I and a guest talk about the latest in cinema world news, as well as anything and everything movies. If you like what you hear, please give us a sub on your favorite podcast service of choice and remember to leave a review because that does indeed help us out. If you have any questions, please DM them directly to at Large Popcorn Pod on Twitter and we'll get those answered for you. Remember, a new episode goes live every Tuesday, so we sincerely hope that you stick around. And as always, all the resources and items we discuss in today's show will be down in the show notes below. So feel free to give that uh, a gander, a look over at your leisure. For now, we're going to get into our first few news items of the show with our segment, Real Roundup. I tell you, we got quite the lineup we, today, Cam. I was going to say, we can call it, we can call it Woody's Roundup on this episode woody's roundup that oh i love that i love it <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to woody's roundup uh of course we're starting with some big news uh that came out last week and has since rolled over into this week uh which is of course yeah. uh this comes from variety scarlett johansson is suing disney over black widow streaming release alleging a breach of contract uh, since then, the story has evolved into Disney kind of, quote-unquote, clapping back. I don't know what you want to call it. Kind of slandering her yeah. character uh, by saying that she was is not concerned with uh, COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, Scarlett Johansson's lawyers have come back saying, uh, listen, this attack on character is un- unjustified. We're just trying to get this uh, money. We never renegotiated the contract. What's going on? Cameron, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, like, when it... Ha- so when I first read, I was just like, oh, yeah, good for, like, Scarlet securing her bag. Like, you know what I mean? Like, th- like this was, you know, this was something that was done without her, you know, being told. And I think that 
I I know that some people were just like, oh, a rich person trying to get more money. I'm like, that's true, but it, like this is a deal that was made and you got to respect especially when it's disney like disney is like it's disney hmm. um so you you just you like i can't blame her i can't blame her like i know that she's like a rich woman that's that's just gonna get more money but like that was that they made a deal and they didn't like tell her hey we're going to put black widow on uh disney plus and like how that would uh change or conflict with their original deal so yeah i'm not surprised and it sounds like it, uh emma stone is about to do the same yeah. thing with gorilla it's like i don't blame them like they made a deal and disney did not abide by that deal or like renegotiate so you gotta do what you gotta do yeah good for them and you make a good point that emma stone is is looking into her options to sue disney as well and honestly, like, like good for them because Disney, rich celebrities aside, Disney is a greedy company. They're a corporation, they're a business. But the fact that they kind of went around to kind of uh, avoid renegotiating contracts and then attack Scarlett Johansson's character just yeah. isn't justified. And my yeah, whole... the, yeah, I was just like, what? What does that even mean? What does that have to do with you renegotiating yeah. the contract? Like, it's just no. It's just it. It was just them trying to redeflect. Exactly. It was. It was. It was bullshit. Can Someone... we swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Feel free. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Someone on mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter was uh, quote tweeted that the, the Disney like coming back to Scarlett Johansson was like, "This is how you know you you really did violate the contract when you're just saying other stuff." Um, my hope here yeah. is that Scarlett Johansson's co-hosts, not co-hosts, uh, like co-actors, right? Um, yeah, should should come out in support of, of Scarlett Johansson because I think this is warranted. Yeah, who knows what the, yeah, and who knows what their their deals were, right? You know, like their deals could have been something similar. All right. Who knows? Moving on, Cam. This comes from Discussing Film. Let's hope they get verified on Twitter soon. Just like, just like yourself. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. I threw this one in here just for you. Twenty year, 21 years ago this week, Tobey Maguire was cast as Spider-Man. And I need to ask you, why is Spider-Man 2 so good? Why is Spider-Man 2 so good? Yeah. I was I was literally talking about this on a different podcast I recorded like a few days ago. Like Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man 2 just it I, I just want to say like in general that I think Spider-Man 2 is the best Marvel film to have ever come out. Like MCU anything aside, like I don't think a film has beaten MCU uh like Spider-Man 2. I I understand that like people love Infinity War and Endgame like those are historic cinematic films. They are. They're like events. Like, but that doesn't mean that they're better films than like other films that have already existed. It's just like, you know, would I like would I say that like, you know, the portals moment in in Endgame, one of the most cinematic like historical moments in cinema. Yes. Would does that make it the best Marvel film? No, it does not. Wow. <laughs> um it doesn't. It just doesn't. It's just like it, it's. It was great to be there in the moment. Like it's like it's like uh you know, at Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows Part Two. Ooh. Like was it was that like such an event? Yes. Like in my opinion, like I was. I I think I was probably more hyped for the end of Harry Potter than I was for Endgame. But like, I'm not going to say that Deathly Hollows Part Two is one of the greatest movies of all time. It's not. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? It may be. It may be. I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> so it's just like but with spider-man 2 it's just um it just does things with what it means to be a superhero 
that no other Marvel film has tried to do before. I th- I feel like that. I think that they try to do that in Iron Man one and three. Mm-hmm. Like they try to make the depth of Tony's character, like and this the responsibilities of like him as Iron Man. Um, I think they try and play with it. I think they try, but I just don't think that they fully committed to it. Yeah, and I think that like that is like the main focus of Spider-Man. It's just like accepting that, you know, in the beginning, like accepting like, oh, he's going to like, he is alone. He has to be alone because he's Spider-Man. He can't have like the happiness that other people have. And just like Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Yes, sir. Best, in my opinion, like after Heath Ledger's Joker, the best villain of any superhero film I've ever seen. And I wouldn't even call him a villain. I'd call him an antagonist. You know what I mean? Like, he, he like he is a misunderstood character he is a um you know he realizes that he's like being manipulated by his own creation you know what i mean and it's just yeah he's seduced really by fa- the technology that he creates yeah, right a, yeah yeah exactly um and god i can't wait like if if he really <laughs> is in I, I mean he is in no way home but like <sighs> Is this true? Is, has that been like? I think that's. I think it's confirmed. Yeah, I think it's confirmed that he's in No Way Home. I had a dream the Spider Man trailer if, was out today. I'm not gonna lie if to he, you. If he is, I will like. I might cry. I might cry in the theater. Like, um, because they already brought J.K. Simmons back as JJJ. Like, I was just like, I, literally the greatest moment in the MCU when that happened for me. Yeah. I was literally just like, you know, because here's the thing. I know that a lot of people love love Tom as Spider Man. For me, I think. I think the reason why a lot of people love Tom is because a lot of people love Tom Holland, the actor, like his personality, how he's like quirky. Yeah. And then he's basically just playing himself, but as Peter Parker. So people like really resonate with that. I personally don't like, I think that he's still solid. Like, I think that he, I just don't think that he um, does anything particularly interesting. Like, I think that Toby, I I think that people make like fair assessment that like Toby is a great Peter, but he's not a really good Spider-Man. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have, like, the... He's not as uh, quippy and, like, charismatic. I would probably disagree with that, but, like, I understand what people mean by that. And then people say, like, oh, like, Andrew Garfield was too cool as Peter, but he was a great Spider-Man. I was like, I see that, you know? Um, But I feel like Tom is kind of, like, in this middle ground where he doesn't do either particularly, like, top-notch. And I know that this is probably just complete slander for a lot of people listening but that's just my opinion this is why i threw it um, in there i apologize for putting, uh, making you say the hot takes but no I, content, I, no, I, no these are my opinion these are my opinions i i support them like i'm i'm not afraid to be uh shat on because i remember when kind of funny was like watching all the spider-man films they shat on all the Toby yeah. films and like y'all just like y'all They're are too comfortable they're just like everyone's just too comfortable with what mcu does with their movies now like mm-hmm. they don't like things to be different and it's just like why i i I don't know i still don't get it but anyway i think spider-man 2 is a absolutely phenomenal film um in general i still think that it is um one of the standards or examples that people need to look to when making a superhero film and i think that like i honestly don't think you're really going to see that in any mcu films because there's just like a i feel like there's a specific spreadsheet of things that that like the like that kevin feige and like yeah. want those films to be and i you know it, it just there aren't any risks i feel like and i just think that 
you know, if we see those type of films anytime soon, they might come from DC. But even then, I don't think it's going to happen. So who knows? Maybe we'll never get another, like, you know, Spider-Man 2 or another. Just, I, I really like the original Spider-Man as well. Here's hoping. Um, but Here's hoping. With, Sam, with Sam Raimi directing yeah. Multiverse of Madness, who knows? Maybe we will get something. I don't know. But uh, regardless, like, I, I still love the MCU, obviously. Um, I'm super happy that it exists. But... That's just one thing that, like, kind of just makes me sad every time I watch MCU films. Just like, huh, it's not going to be a Spider-Man two, but you know, it's it's hard it's hard to meet those standards, in my opinion. I will <clears throat> say to to add to your point, uh, real quickly, I I do think Toby really nails the college age uh, Peter Parker yeah. very well, and that's something I don't think Tom Holland could ever do. Uh, he's yeah. he's forever stuck in a like early high school years of spider-man for me but special shout out to the spider-man 2 soundtrack that i bought on cd it was like my third cd i've ever bought and i bought it at target and uh it, it slapped and honestly i just listened to it this last week and it's still great everyone should listen to that soundtrack yeah it's great and i also want to say that um because there's this thing that i saw because it was spider-man day and it's like oh here are all the like spider-man things ever made right like that's of television or film or video games it's like what like what three would you take and i was like i know it's unpopular opinion but just give me the raimi trilogy like for better or worse give me the raimi trilogy it's a complete trilogy you know um and i think that spider-man 3 gets too much shit i I think it's a i think in general it's a solid like it's a plenty solid good film like obviously there are issues in that film but with studio meddling but there are a lot worse like to superhero films in general like I, I i really i still think that like across just all the spider-man films in general i would put it in the middle like i would put it above the amazing spider-man films and probably a hot take i would put it above far from home that okay but, that, 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 that you lost me uh, i here's the thing i thought far from home was fine i was like mm, all right that, like it, here's the thing i thought homecoming was like pretty good like i, I thought that like michael keaton kind of carried that movie sure so for me like i thought yeah this was this was good like this was like you know when people say like it's one of the best mcu films i'm like y'all y'all are just like nostalgic yeah. on spider-man y'all are just nostalgic on spider-man and you just love spider-man and you're just glad that he's in the mcu you're not i, I feel like you're it's a very biased like viewing in that sense but and i, I think to a certain degree everything there's a little bit of bias in everything sure but I just feel like with that movie specifically, it's like, oh, Spider-Man's in the MCU and he's got his own movie. And it's like, that's cool. But like, that doesn't make it one of the best MCU films. I still think it's a good film. Is this a safe space, Cam? Can I admit something here? I mean, you, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a safe space. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It's my podcast. I'm going to say whatever I want. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll say no, it. Say the first want. time I saw Homecoming, I did not like it. I was like, I don't understand what the hype is. Like, this movie was just whatever. It was fine. Michael Keaton was great. Tom Holland yeah. was like a whatever Spider-Man. It, it, yeah, t- it no. took until my second watching to really understand, like, what I, makes his character tick. And then I enjoyed it. I agree with you. Like, I think that, um, I, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head because I don't have my, uh, my phone on me. or, uh, But I'm pretty sure, like, Homecoming is, like, upper mid tier for me on my overall mcu list like i i think it's again i think it's good but and i think that michael keaton is like one of the best villains in the mcu and that's about it like there's just there i remember i've only 
I've watched Homecoming like maybe three or four times. Mm. And there's just certain parts in this film. I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, why is this happening? Like, I don't understand. What, like, it, it like the stuff with uh, where he, he's like stuck in the like the warehouse with Karen. I'm like, what what is happening right now? Like, why are we doing this? Like, and I'm, I, I thought like Karen was cool and I liked like them interacting. But I was just, why? Why? Like, this, it, it, just, it just felt like such a such like filler. Like, sure. I don't you know and it, it's just one of those things where i think that this is kind of another one of my issues um with the mcu spidey films is that they're kind of all over the place in location like he's just like constantly traveling to different places i'm like stay in new york, in new that, york is what yeah. makes, that is what makes spider-man spider-man like it's just like in you know and that's why i really like the raimi films is because they're all like just condensed in this one place like across new york city and it just works like i don't know i don't know yeah we'll we'll, we'll see how and i don't think we're gonna get that in the, the third spider-man either since it's called no way home so good yeah. luck getting a new york spider-man in the mcu yeah but but it's fine because like if they're well here's the thing if they bring back toby and and andrew that is going to be for one scene like mm. it is going to be one scene it might be a longer scene, but it'll be like for one scene, it'll be like one conversation, and that's it. Like I do not think it's gonna be a they're not gonna be in the in it for like a good portion of the movie. Like where you would walk out being like, I'm satisfied with the amount of time that they were on screen, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, because I know that like some people because there was like rumors that uh people saw like Toby go for like a fitting like for a suit oh, fitting and baby. stuff like that uh-huh. and i was just like please please i want that man i i still think that the toby suit is the best on-screen spider-man suit like it's I, too I patty the, no but the webbing is so cool the webbing is cool the webbing is cool um like i remember when spider-man ps4 came out i already had the platinum and they they added the toby suit and i'm like you go back All right i'm going back into yeah. spider-man ps4 i'm gonna be toby spider-man I did the um, same thing and, and like just all I did was photo mode with that suit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so it's so it's just so good. Um, so so yeah. I I think um, yeah. Spider Man Two rules. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the Raimi trilogy in general rules. Like you know, obviously there are some issues, but I still think it, in general it it it's it's really really great. Um, I would say I like the Sam Raimi. This is gonna be a hot take here. Here we go. So. I just want to pre- uh, preface this saying that, like, The Dark Knight is my second favorite film of all time. I love it more than Spider-Man 2. Okay. But I would pick the Raimi trilogy over the, the Dark Nolan Edge. Batman trilogy. Yep, mm. 100%. Mm. It's just more consistent. Like, Batman Begins is fine. Like, no. Like Batman, Be- Batman no, Begins Batman is Begins. arguably maybe even better than The Dark Knight. <laughs> no, it's homie, a, no. It's a better Batman movie than The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is a better oh, Joker okay. story. Okay, I, w- I would give I would give you a better Batman film because like I-, I feel like The Dark Knight is like, hey, this is a crime drama with Batman. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and that's that's fine. But like, uh, I think that's why I w- I would rather watch Spider Man one than Batman Begins. I would rather watch The Dark Knight over Spider Man two, but that still hurts. And I would <laughs> definitely watch Spider Man three over The Dark Knight Rises. Like Dark Knight Rises, I walked out of that theater like I was I was mad. I was so mad. <laughs> like I know that like they had to change the film because Keith passed away and the mm. plans they had to basically restart from scratch but man like Dark Knight Rises was was like it's not a bad film but like when you just 
have to yeah. compare it to the films that came before it. Well, also N- Nolan like admitted to like wanting to be done with that series anyway, so he kind of he kind of phoned it in. So yeah, yeah. the so, last thing. Okay. okay. Oh, la- oh yeah. Last thing I want to say, I have Spider-Man: Homecoming on my MCU list at number twelve of uh twenty-seven. I think that's upper mid tier. I'd say. Yeah, and then I that's have Far From Home at eighteenth. Wow, that's that's a little low, but 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 sure. I mean, everyone's got their own opinions. I got my, you know what I mean? It's just it's just how I feel. I respect it. I respect it. The last thing I'll say about Spider-Man is a uh, shout out to Ruben from the Penultimate Conquest. I'm going to clip this out and send it to him. Uh, who thinks that uh, Tobey Maguire will play Uncle Ben in the new uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And I can't wait to prove you wrong. Like, no, <laughs> not, that's not going to be the case. I hate okay. it. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to just speak into reality for you. Okay, manifest it. So, yeah, like... Just imagine this. Imagine, imagine, imagine this. So, Civil War is coming, right? You know, Civil War is coming out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have no idea that Spider-Man's coming, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just imagine this. I have chills thinking about it right now. Chills right now. <laughs> Tony Stark goes into a college classroom. Oh fuck! Uh huh. And he's and he's and he says, and the, the camera's panning to the students, right? And he's just like, I'm looking for Peter Parker. Oh my god! And then off screen, I'm Peter Parker. Pans to the teacher. Peter Parker is the fucking professor. And he's like, let's imagine him. He's like in his like late twenties or like early thirties. Yeah. And he's just like, and you find out that like MJ died during the attack on Manhattan in Avengers. He's like, he he like he's hung up the suit. He's hung up the suit. It's still Toby. He's hung up the suit, and it's just like. Could you imagine if that happened in a perfect world? In a perfect world, keeping it real. That's how, that's 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 how they introduce like Spidey to the MCU. It's still Toby, and he's he's the MCU Spider Man, and he joins up in Civil War. I love that because that would be like it. a good way for like Tony to like influence him to join his side because he's just like they want to stop this. Like they they like this is going to cause a bunch of more people from dying, and he's just like I'm gonna help you. Because I don't want someone else to lose their own MJ type thing. Could you imagine? Dude. Could you imagine? This is coming from someone who loved uh, Peter's introduction in Civil War. Like, that was, like, a lot of fun. What you just said, way better. That that would be awesome. I love uh, Peter the Professor. Like, that's so cool. Oh, I want that. God damn it, Cam. I'm I'm just just telling you because... It's one of those things, like, it would be hard, though, because it would be, like, how would a movie go about? Because MJ's dead harry's dead yeah. but still like it would have been so cool it would have been awesome uh, moving on from spider-man our last news item comes again from variety uh, this dropped yesterday travis scott's cactus jack films will produce multiple movies in partnership with a24 as part of the new as part of a new production deal uh the first script is called utopia and somewhere kanye weeps i inserted for some reason i can't remember why i did that uh, what are your thoughts on on Cactus Jack films making movies with A twenty four? If you have any, it's. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm not a big Travis Scott guy, and like him knowing that like his company's making films, it's like okay. But then they say they got a partnership with A twenty four. I'm like A twenty four don't miss. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay. Like I, I'm definitely like. Uh, it's one of those things where. If you said like any other 
film company that they were working with, I would have been like, eh, whatever. But now I'm like, okay, I'm I'm listening. Like I will, yeah. you know, once the new first trailer comes out, I, I'll check it out. Like I, I I'm uh, optimistic about it. We'll see. Look, first Travis Scott creates his his uh, Cactus Jack burger, right? With McDonald's. Yep. That's that's one thing. Then he gets it's announced that he's working on something with Sony. We don't know what it is yet, but I think it's something uh, music related. Sure. Um, and now we're getting this movie t- thing with Cactus Jack films. Travis Scott, bless you for being an entrepreneur. I, I can't think. I, I can't help but think about that Kanye West quote when he's talking about Lady Gaga uh, partnering with Kodak, and he's like, "What the fuck does she know about cameras?" You know what? I got faith. <laughs> I got faith in you, Travis Scott. Like I'm excited to see what this is all about. I mean, Kanye, what the fuck do you know about shoes? You know what I'm saying? Are you seeing? Have you seen those things? I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the. You like? Yeah, them? the sli- yeah, the slides are like pretty dope. The boost this the too. Safe, this is the safe space. I'm not gonna say anything. You're you're good. I like you're them because they can't afford them. Anyway, folks, that's it for real roundup. If we miss anything, feel free to shout at us over on Twitter. And if any other big news breaks, stick around because we may just talk about it on our next episode. For now, let's see what's on the marquee with today's topic of the show: discussion of Toy Story. Cam, can you do me a favor and read me that storyline, please? Yeah, <clears throat> so, to infinity and beyond, led by Woody, Andy's toys live happily in his room until Andy, Andy's birthday brings Buzz Lightyear onto the scene. Afraid of losing his place in Andy's heart, Woody plots against Buzz, but when circumstances separate Buzz and Woody from their owner, the duo eventually learns to put their uh, aside their differences. Thank you, thank you. You know, when we were first talking about doing a show together, you gave me a few movies uh, you potentially wanted to talk about. I think one, I forget what one was, but the other was um, Black Swan, which I had never seen. I've always wanted to see because I want to, like, I I heard it's good. Masterpiece. But then you actually, uh I was was, going to say, I've actually met Darren Aronofsky and I had him sign my copy of Black Swan. Shut up. Signed copy of Black Swan, yeah. Tell me about this. Oh, so um, first, uh, the first E3 I went to, right? Uh, This was in 2018. There, uh, like Jeff Keighley did his like Coliseum stuff where there'd be like different panels and, and things like that. And one of them was a conversation with uh, Darren Aronofsky. It's just him and him and Darren Aronofsky. And then Jeff Keighley brought out Kojima. I'm not oh, even like dude. literally. There's like an audience of like maybe 30 people, maybe 30 to 50 people. And just <laughs> Jeff Keighley's like, oh, I'm going to bring out a guy I know who loves film. Here's Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And I'm just like 10 feet away from Hideo Kojima. Like, I'm like, <gasps> I'd be sweating. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what? And then I got to, like, ask him a question. I have Jeff Keighley, Kaido Kojima, and Darren Aronofsky all looking directly at me. And I'm like, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, because uh, Darren Aronofsky, the reason we brought him is because he's, like, I think he uh, helps or, like, he co-owns, like, a, a VR company that makes games or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, did, That's he cool. does VR stuff. Um, so... So yeah, and then once it was over, I just like I I knew I was going to see him, so I brought my copy of Black Swan with me, and I asked him. And I had my sharpie ready. I'm like, please sign please it, sign it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can uh, if I know where it is off the top of my head right now, but I I definitely I definitely have it. I'll have to uh, send a picture to you off screen or something, or off screen uh, once we're done recording or something like that. Because yeah, I definitely know I have it somewhere. If Cam was someone in the MCU, he'd be the collector. Your stuff is so impressive. That wall is so <laughs> cool. 
Anyway, Toy Story, released in 1995, directed by John Lasseter, written by Lasseter, Pete Docter, and Andrew Stanton. And apparently, Joss Whedon has a screenplay credit. I didn't realize until yeah. I saw that in the, uh, the yeah. cre- opening credits of the movie. But I am so happy we went back and watched the first Pixar movie because a wave of nostalgia hit me way harder than I was anticipating. And by the time we got to midway through the movie, I almost felt like where I was when I was a kid when I was first watching these movies. And I got a little teary-eyed for... I I have no explanation as to why. I just did. And it was one of the most comfy uh, movie experiences I've had in, in a little while. So I want to thank yeah. you for letting me choose this movie for us today. Yeah, absolutely. It's my favorite movie ever. So, And now that leads into my first question, which... Why? What is your personal history with Toy Story? Oh, man. Um, so this is actually funny because... I know I definitely saw Toy Story before I saw Toy Story 2, but Toy Story 2 was the first movie I saw. I, I, I like I vividly remember seeing in a theater. Like I went to a theater and my first movie was Toy Story 2. I'm pretty sure. Um, and that just like was an amazing experience. But I just think that with Toy Story, it just like I just think it nails the kind of childlike wonder mm-hmm. of being a kid better than any film ever um i think that like the like all the characters are so great and distinct and diverse um it's like incredibly uh it's it's incredibly funny uh yeah you know like cuz cuz pixar i feel like was one of the first animated films that like had jokes for children and adults at the same time so like there were some things as a kid i didn't really understand but then once i got like you know like the part where like mr potato head like is basically like kiss kiss my ass yeah 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 like yeah like kiss my ass kiss ass like that type of thing i didn't know what that was as a kid but when i got older i was like that that means (laughs) and and you just like kind of like get a whole new level of humor uh once you you know after growing up with the movie and i just think that um it's just incredibly it's just incredibly remarkable like from when it was made just so many quotable moments so many memorable moments Mm -hmm. uh emotional moments uh i think to infinity and beyond is like one of the most uh notable cinematic moments in history um you know i think that i don't know i think that the like a lot of the time there's this kind of discussion as to like hey what's the best animated film of all time and it's either toy story or the lion king and like honestly i don't even fuck with the lion king like that like i've watched the lion king as a kid and i was like this is a good film that's that's fine but like toy story is just like a whole nother level in my opinion i think um i think to this day it still holds up i still think it is the best toy story in the sense of like the sense of it like Another sense of adventure, I would say, but I just like how concise it is. It knows exactly what it's trying to do. And it, it knows exactly what it's trying to pull off. And it mm. does so like in shades uh, that it all the all the characters, I think. I, I think that like. I think the film in itself could have been a one like a one and done film, but like I think that even as a with it being the first film of uh uh a trilogy i'm not gonna we're not talking about toy, we're, we're not talking about toy story 4 no that doesn't exist um, here 
it does not exist on this podcast. Um, that, you know, it, it, it introduces like the side characters like Mr. Potato Head and like Slinky, Bo Peep in ways that you know exactly like what their role is and what their relationship is with Woody. Because Woody's like kind of like, mm. you know, Woody is the main character. Um, but like then the way that it's set up in, in that film just complement the sequels by an exponential amount, I would say. It's just, it's just, there's very little uh, I can say that I dislike, like, I think is an issue with that movie that I think is problematic. Like, the only thing for me that's notable is that, like, all the kids look the same because of the technology that Technology that time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, like, I think it's more or less a perfect movie. I, I, I can't, I can't really uh, say, say anything else, uh, anything bad about it. I, I love it. Uh, to the notion of this is the best Toy Story, which I agree with, um, I want to put that uh, in a, a want to put a pin in that for a second, and we'll get to that in just a bit because I do have some notes on that. Um, but I'm gonna get sad for just a little bit first and kind of introduce my quick little personal history with Toy Story. I remember um, growing up, my family owned this this store um, where where I grew up, uh, part of where I grew up, um, and above that store was our our apartment, right? So there was like this we're, you know, we're this immigrant family who owns a store it's their first house that we own together uh my uncle comes to the store to work in like the taco shop that we have on the side of it it's this great family business and then one day there's an electrical problem uh while we're having like dinner with our friends at, at this house oh, and, wow. and it, it eventually en- ends up burning down that night right um very sad for my parents very sad for me but we were able to stay at my friend's house for i I don't know how long we were there, probably a few weeks until we got uh, like set up in a new apartment. Um, but they had all these VHS movies there. So this is where we started watching movies like Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is better than number one. I'll say I don't care. Uh, but they had a, a lot of these Pixar movies. Um, and after I watched that Toy Story, it became one of my favorite movies um, as a kid. So much so that I, I wanted a wood. I always call them wood and buzzy. I go... <laughs> I used to call them that as kids. Woody and Buzz. Yeah, I know. Woody and Buzz. So I, I had like toys of them growing up. And then I had an RC car of RC. Uh, I have oh, a Buzz Lightyear. Look at I that. I have a Buzz Lightyear. Yep. Yeah, so y- you get it. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I, I love Tori Story. I don't think as much as you do, but it has certainly a special place in my heart. Yeah, um, I, I, also, I also have... Um, I have... Toy Story one and two on VHS still. Like I still have my copies from a from my childhood. I was like, these, these are coming with like when I you know because they were at my dad's house when he passed, and then uh, I was just like, these are coming, these are coming with me. Nice, I love that. That's that's awesome. Um, but I do to bring it back. I do agree with you. I think the theme of like identity and being unwanted that like Woody goes through, you see that happen throughout the rest of the movies, and it's probably like at its strongest in episode th- episode three in Toy Story three. Um, but it's introduced here in Toy Story One, and it I I think it's probably the best version of of that theme uh, of the entire trilogy. It is so good here, so much so that Woody almost becomes a bad guy, and then brings it back around and and like fundamentally changes to be um, the best version of himself that he could be through the introduction of Buzz. Like it's it's so well done here. 
yeah i i agree like it feels like that the protagonist turns into an antagonist is like leading up to to buzz um being introduced and you know buzz kind of taking over um as andy's favorite toy and things like that <clears throat> um and oh god i'm just thinking about the other films and like how just how well this film complements um the other films specifically like toy story 3 and like mm-hmm. when he when he gives away uh woody and like and, and the gang to to bonnie and you know basically like he, just saying like woody's like was always there for me that, that like that type of thing like that even though there might have been a, a point where like buzz was like the new the, the new toy on the streets um woody was always just like at the end of the day like his number one toy and it's just like man so good so yeah. good anyway um yeah i just i just think that both both woody and buzz like there there is this there is this kind of interest there is this uh like kind of um there's this uh topic that people bring up regarding toy story is that like how does buzz not know that he's a toy type thing um when everyone else does when you know when they're opened and it's one of those things where it's like uh i mean he's you know he's like from another planet like that type of thing he, like you know he thinks mm-hmm. everything is alien here like i think that i think it's a relatively fair criticism or question to bring up but i don't think it really matters at the end of the day no um and i think that um there's just oh God, this movie is just so good i i really it's like what do you what 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 do you want to talk about specifically because i'm just like i can oh, I, i'm like i'll we can scatter take brain it. we I'm can take like, it anywhere dude i mean i've got like some I major think, scenes here yeah. but yeah yeah I, but the thing is like there's just there's so many great scenes like there's like every, like every, so many good all scenes. in 80 minutes too like it's yeah, insane it's, yeah yeah it's such a short it's a short movie but there's almost every scene there's something to, to talk about like and i just love like i mean the iconic like woody looking up to buzz moment like that's another like just iconic cinematic moment i would say like this film has numerous iconic moments in film like in film history um and i think that that you know <laughs> says a lot about the film and yes and i think that um just the part with buzz trying to prove to woody that he can fly um, yeah I, yep mm-hmm. yeah just just the part where he lands he's like can it's just and everyone's like uh cheering you're just like you just get chills you just get chills at that moment um and and again like just the humor where he's just (laughs) where it's just the the shark look i'm woody howdy 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 (laughs) it's like such an icon it's just like such a funny moment um the the humor in that film is just so uh like random and sporadic but in the most charming way um i love the part where like uh where Woody's in the <laughs> in the back of the Pizza Planet truck and just like, he just flies oh, like, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout yeah. out to to Wallace Shawn who plays Rex, who's I think is yeah. probably my favorite character of Toy Story, and he has this great oh, really? joke yeah, Rex great. where he is asking Buzz like where is he from. Like, like it's like insinuating what companies you're from he's like oh i'm from mattel well not actually mattel i'm from this other company who like is like bought out by yeah. mattel like that's a funny yeah. joke that i wouldn't get as a kid that i get now that's just like oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um and i think that another part that i really really like is when um is when they're in sid's house 
and they're seeing him like change the toys into like mix the toys together and 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 then buzz is just like i don't believe that man's ever been to medical school <laughs> oh i missed that <laughs> yeah he's just he's like looking at him just because like woody's just terrified and then just buzz with the straightest face like i don't believe that man's ever been to middle school medical school <laughs> it's like what the it's like such a random thing to say um let's keep it real sid's room is probably uh, it's still like genuinely pretty freaky yeah it's terrifying like they made it feel like uh like a horror house type thing it uh like i because i remember like the first i remember the first time even though i love toy story when you see like the spider kid thing mm-hmm. with, the baby like, the, the baby face terrified thing? yeah terrified terrified um is that the source of your arachnophobia cam no 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 but that definitely was like scary didn't help um especially because of the music and everything the music at that point uh was yeah um but no and, <laughs> and then uh when he asks buzz to give him a hand and he just throws his arm up <laughs> oh yeah up yeah since room yeah <laughs> yeah um the, tons of jokes that i didn't appreciate as a kid that like now yeah, yeah they're they're really smartly written Oh yeah, it's so good, and I think that um, but but the oh, God. just the moment where Buzz like does finally realize that he's a toy, just completely heart shattering, and it's because it's just like there's just so much like storytelling going on in that one song. Uh, shout out to Randy Newman, mm-hmm. where he's just like walking, you know, he's walking out, and he's just like, you know, he like presses the button, and realizes, oh yeah, I am a toy, like. But then there's like this kind of op- this optimistic moment where he's just like, "No, I can fly. I can do like I am Buzz Lightyear." That Tragic, type of thing, dude. And then to infinity and beyond, and he and he falls, and it's just like, and then his arm breaks, uh, breaks off, and man, it, it's one of those things where I don't know. It's just like this kind of reality where buzz like realizes maybe i am a toy but i'm still buzz lightyear like that type of thing um this is why i think think... this movie is so good at this like question of existentialism because it's it's a it's concerned with like labels and like people from the outside telling you what you are and buzz like rejects that he falls trapped to it and becomes depressed but he comes back around it's it's the idea of like believing yourself and who you want to be and what you want to be that ultimately like powers through and i think that message is so strong especially in a kid's movie definitely um and i think that's why like buzz is my favorite like film character like buzz is one of my favorite characters of any medium um and i and i think that that's a lot of a lot of the stuff is that he he goes through a lot of uh trauma in this in this movie and i think Mm -hmm. that um just being able to overcome that and be optimistic and like you said just not have people try and tell you who you are um and just be what you want to be um the randy newman song is hitting now what like i'm just net like you got a friend in me it's like woody coming around to buzz's side and being like look buddy it's okay like you got a friend in me you oh man the the sense of community in this is so good i love it yeah Um, and yeah and just the part where uh god i forgot what he actually says but just like Buzz and Woody's conversation when um, Woody's trying to snap Buzz out of it when it's like raining and they're like up on the countertop. Oh, and, yeah. And he's just basically saying that like, Woody's basically saying that like, you know, 
I don't deserve to be Andy's toy, like that type of thing, like, um, because of just how he like he's treated people in the past and stuff like that. It's just ugh, this movie's so good. This movie's so good. Yeah, dude, um, it is. Is it high just, in your Pixar ranking, by the way? Number one, baby. Number one. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's the, I think it's the best Pixar film. I think I really do. I really do. Um. I think that I think the Toy Story trilogy is like top three. Um, but I also really love The Incredibles. I think Incredibles is a phenomenal film. Um, I think Wally is definitely like a masterpiece. Thank of you. Animation. Um, oh. But I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorites. But I recognize that it's like a masterpiece. I definitely do. Um, uh, I also like. I see that I see the quality in Inside Out. I just think that a lot of the stuff that that because it focuses a lot on mental health and stuff like that. I personally don't deal with a lot of mental health issues, um, so I just couldn't really relate to it. But I could mm-hmm. recognize that it was it hit for people that did that do have those uh, struggles. That um, that I do definitely think that that is like high high quality Pixar. And um, I will say like I don't I know it's not like one of the best Pixar films, but I also feel like, but I feel like a Bug's Life doesn't get enough love. The, I love yeah, I agree. I love a Bug's Life. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think that uh, I don't really think that there's many like bad Pixar films. You know, um, people like to like, throw shade at the the Good Dinosaur, but I, I haven't seen it unfortunately. That's the only one I haven't seen. Um, Cars Two is oh that's right like. Yeah not good but it's also like just fine it's not like terrible but it's just for pixar it's bad um well, oh, oh i, I, I wanted my... to ask you something now yeah, that i remember up? cars 3 better or worse than toy story 4 better okay cool well it depends on like what you're looking for because here's the thing let's okay let's talk about toy story 4 let's get let's, okay let's, get, let's, let's do let's do it Let's get this Toy Story 4 nonsense out of the window. So, I... I want to say that... I want to say this... I want to preface this as we get into this conversation. Knowing what Toy Story 4 is, I wish I could erase Toy Story 4 from my memory. I wish I only saw the trilogy and I knew that, like, not specifically the context, but that if I watched Toy Story 4 it would taint my love for that franchise i would i would just never watch it sure in my entire life i would just be like nope they're like i i like i hate being one of these people like cuz i know that there are people like as a as a big kingdom hearts fan there are people that are like oh kingdom hearts 3 doesn't exist kingdom hearts 3 is garbage like it, when it's a generally still good game it just didn't meet people's expectations but like toy story 4 in my opinion, misses all of the most important parts of what makes Toy Story great. Yeah. Um, like Woody as a character, fundamentally. Buzz as Buzz. a character. Fundamentally. Just ruined those characters in that movie. And I and, and this is a movie about Woody. Like it's one of those things, just like they they wanted to make this movie. That was about Woody and Bo Peep. But they didn't know what to do with any of the other characters. Hmm. And it's just garbage. It's just, it's just bad. It's it it's it's I I, I just I, I hate it. 
I hate that. Like, did I buy it? Yes, I did buy it because hopefully I can go into it in a, like sometime in the future and just be like, yeah, like let's let's return to this. Let's let's see how I feel about it now. But like those things, I know I'm always going to like hate about Toy Story Four. And I know a lot of people that love Toy Story Four, but I feel like that they don't understand. Like, I guess they don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to like. Um, be rude about how people feel about their own thing. Everything is subjective, sure. but I feel like that there's a certain that there are like obvious things about these characters that are not present in this film at all. Like Buzz is like, even though like Woody is like the quote unquote leader, and like Buzz respects him for that. I believe Buzz is a smart, the smartest character. I believe he's smarter than Woody. Not in I Toy think Story more, Four. I think he's more rationalized than Woody, but like, you know, Woody is, Woody very much, uh, acts on his emotions, you know, mm. Buzz does not, he's, a, uh, or at least not remotely as much. Um, <clears throat> and they just make him an idiot. They make him an idiot in, in Toy Story 4. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And, and, and it's really, really, dis- it's really, really disappointing. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I do know. Like, I, I just, and then just Woody and like Woody like leaving all the toys for Bo Peep. I'm just like, no, no, no. This is not what Woody would do. It's not what. It's not like, no, 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 no. I mean, I can, um, I can understand what they're trying to get at, and I do like the themes that they're trying to explore about like moving on. But I, I, yeah, I can't help but agree that the like reducing the characters to just like jokes and like peripheral, uh, like side characters yeah. that were used to be main characters like just did not work especially yeah especially when toy story 3 everyone had a role like all the toys mm-hmm. had a role like they did it so well in toy story 3 and also the stuff with like bonnie like it's like people say like oh this is how a child her age would have i'm like the point of toy story 3 was that like bonnie wasn't like the other kids like andy yeah. was not like that when he was young like that is that was the entire point of him giving the toys to Bonnie. So your argument about oh, Bon like Bonnie's like a five year old or four year old kid. Of course she would like throw her toys away and things, or like you know and like neglect her toys. I'm like, no, that was the entire point. Like that she was the chosen one. She was the next Andy. So like it just it, it taints Toy Story three. It makes like in hindsight, it makes Toy Story three a worse film knowing the events of Toy Story four. And it's just like. I don't know, um, <clears throat> but I think, uh, yeah, that that that's how I feel about Toy Story Four. Um, but toy, yeah, Toy Story One um, is absolutely phenomenal. There's just there's so much that we could talk about. Like if we literally just went <laughs> down the, if we did like a k- kind of funny style and just like talked about the movie bit by bit, like that we would could be talk about day. yeah, yeah, we'd be here all day because it's just there's just so much to talk about. Um, but yeah, Pizza Planet's great. It's like like it's iconic at this point. Like I love some people, the Pizza Planet scene. It's so cool. Yeah, some people think P- Pizza Planet is a real like is a real place now. Like that's I how wanted people, it to be one. Yeah, I mean, like at Disneyland, there's the Alien Pizza Planet, which is really cool. Um, but in yeah, in general, it's like Pizza Planet is iconic at this point. Um, like all these like these characters, they're iconic. They're um like. Especially, like, especially Buzz. Like, if you go, like, I went to Disneyland, like, a few months ago. I want to say, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
a lot of Buzz Lightyear merch. A lot oh, of Buzz yeah. Lightyear merch. Uh, like when it came to like the Pixar stuff in general, Buzz was definitely like the most prominent. Um, <clears throat> well, the show's coming out too, right? So we've got a. It's not a show. Yeah. It's a movie. Oh, it's, it's a, movie. a movie. I thought it was a show. It's a Pixar movie that's like about the guy that Buzz Lightyear is based off of, and it's voiced by Chris Evans. I can't wait. That it's going to be yeah, real that good. Sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's gonna. I, I really hope. I really hope it's good. I really hope it's good. Um, because I remember when they teased the uh the ship. There was like this, like, oh, we're making this movie that's coming out in like 2022, 2023, and all it was was like a ship in space, and everyone thought it was gonna be like something like new and like uh you know something new, but then it ended up. It, I think it ended up being for the Lightyear movie, and it's just like wow, like no, I don't think anyone would have expected that. So. Am I tripping? Uh, oh, I'm. Oh my God! Did you ever watch Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the sh- the cartoon I, show? I, I didn't. I, I weirdly enough, I didn't because I wanted like the toys. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this isn't Toy Story. This is Buzz Lightyear, and like, oh sure, it's yeah, not, it's not the same. You know what I mean? But I, I kind of want to go back and give it a watch. I, I, oh God, credit to Pixar, man, because they wrote the toys so well. Also, Mr. Potato Head is like a huge asshole, but like it's funny and it works. And everyone having like their meetings is so cool. And I love the aesthetic. Maybe it's like has something to do with like technology at this time, but they all look like toys still. Uh, Like, who knows if it's just like limitations of technology but like they look plasticky woody is like emaciated he's thin like if he's like this cheap uh toy but like it looks good and real i I love it yeah definitely um one of the things that was interesting though with bo peep which they uh like i guess they made uh, like i guess i made realization of in toy story 4 was that like She's made of like um what's that material? Like porcelain, I think. Porcelain, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like that did not come across like that in any of the other Toy Story films. Like I, I feel like that that was something that they kind of ch- decided to do as a change in Toy Story 4. So the only time it's really like you can notice it is when she goes back to being normal. She's uh uh part of the lamp next to Andy's bed. And, yeah, yeah, and that's when you can tell like she's like this porcelain figure. That's the really? only time. I, I've, yeah, I've never really, uh, I've never really took notice of that. So that's, and I've watched Toy Story a lot. So, um, I had another question for you that I forgot to bring yeah, up yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about this before recording, but am I tripping, or was the I watched this on Disney Plus? I don't know how you watched it, or you do watch it. Have they, did they do an HD restoration of this movie? Because it looks really good now. Uh, yes, they did. They released it in 4K, and there's the there's uh, they did it for all of the all of the Toy Story. Oh, films. those are dope, dude! Look at those right? covers. Yeah, they're hey, very missing cool. One now. Uh, I do have it, but I do, I do have no, I do have to, I do have the Toy Story Four Steel Book. I just uh, don't know where it is right now. Um, so yeah, those are uh, they were all Best Buy exclusives, the Steel Books. But yes, you can get uh, they did a 4K. Uh, release of Toy Story 4 gotcha. or of, of the Toy Story uh, trilogy. Yeah, because so. I was noticing like reflections in the floor of the characters. Like, I do not remember this in, in 95, yeah. I guess. No, no, <laughs> I was one year old watching Toy Story, I guess. Yeah, they definitely did do some work on them for sure. Um, but yeah, see. I think um, I'm trying to think about 
but but I think a big thing about uh, what I like about um, Toy Story One as well is that all of it more or less takes they take place in very there's not many locations that the film takes place as a whole like there's andy's room and then there or like andy's house then there's sid's house then pizza planet and then there's like the street to get to the movie truck and that's it right um and it's and i think that like that decision of there being like kind of lack of locations makes the film a lot tighter in that sense like you know people because i i I love Toy Story 2 probably Toy Story 2 is probably my second favorite Toy Story and but like on that one they you know Buzz and the gang they're they're like moving they're going across but like you don't see that happen really like it really is just kind of like Andy's house uh uh Al's apartment and Al's toy barn and then the airport like that's really all there mm-hmm. is right. when you think about it at the end of the day like there's some bits and pieces in the middle there but um i think that's like a, that what that's what makes the toy story film so good is that they're all like in very condensed or like concise locations um to because if it, if it was like all over the place where they're consistently moving about i just don't think it would work as well so yeah because the heart of the movie you're just like Oh, it's my my curtains. The heart of the movie is just like <laughs> the characters having moments with each other, right? And I think the strongest one here is when when Woody starts to come to terms with his uh, obsolescence, that like he isn't the best toy um, in Andy's group any longer, right? He's not the favorite, um, and he understands that he has acted like an antagonist, um, yeah, until until this point, and then choosing to help Buzz to to accept himself uh, becomes like his new like mission, I think, and. Like that that message of being emotionally honest with yourself, like it starts with Toy Story and like Pixar just continues to carry that torch in all their movies. Sometimes for better or worse, but yeah, Toy mm-hmm. Story, solid film. Anything else you would like to say as we close out discussion of Toy Story? Uh, if you haven't watched Toy Story, like what are you doing with your life? Uh, again, like I think that the film is just super quotable, super... Uh super great messaging themes great characters iconic characters um i uh, there's again like we (laughs) we've been uh doing a lot of tangents of just like talking about random stuff but like if we if we sat down and like talked about this film bit by bit like that would be like a 10-hour podcast that's in for a movie that's like 80 minutes 80 minutes it's it's a there's a lot to unpack with this movie um for an as an animated film um and i think that it's an all-time great i think it's one of the best movies ever made i think it's the best animated movie ever made period of a, of its genre um and because i think that it it's just you know a classic that holds up to this day you know it came out in 1995 and it's just like um you know it, it may it, it may not be like one of those older films that are more um classic with less dialogue more like just animation and that's mm. like kind of how they like how they did their uh storytelling like snow white um um uh like cinderella but like toy story and like beauty and the beast i feel feel like are like the two big like animation and i would say the lion king as well to a certain degree um or like the kind of the trifecta of like iconic 
animated films that like will be timeless in like in the modern sense of what we know as animation films today right beautifully put and it's also just a great movie to show to your kids as as i'm sure a lot of people are getting older my friend is oh, showing 100%. showing these movies to his kid they're on disney plus now so oh yeah like it, that, can, it continues to stand this test of time that that will probably be the first movie i will show to my children is toy story amazing uh now it comes to the part of the show where we look at some letterboxd reviews and react to them about the movie we just discussed the first okay. comes from um <clears throat> at former movie enjoyer who gives toy story four stars and writes the most relatable part of this movie is when buzz becomes self-aware has an existential crisis and sinks into depression and man if that ain't true especially during the pandemic like <laughs> i feel that 100 percent Alor uh, with five star uh, gives it five stars and a heart as well. Writes, I'm not gonna lie, the out of sync blinking is the only reason why I'm giving Toy Story five out of five stars. <laughs> I forgot about the 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 uh, out of sync blinking. Like it's yeah. so funny at points. But old movie. Yeah, I remember the 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 scene where Buzz is like looking, like you see it from the po- for like uh, first person point of view when he's looking around Andy's room and he blinks and you see in the reflection of of his of his helmet. And it's out of sync. Yeah, I almost oh, I almost forgot to mention a little piece of trivia that I think everyone, mostly everyone, knows is that uh, because of technical limitations, all the models of the children were just miniature adults. They were all like Andes, I think, right? Yeah, Something Andes. like that. Yeah. So that's a fun trivia. Um, and then I wrote in because I-, I didn't choose anyone specifically, but there were tons of people on Letterbox weirdly shipping woody and buzz as like a couple i understand it but it's also like they're just toys man like why (laughs) why but i respect it and i have one last question for you because no one had no one had the balls to ask it so i'll I'll have to do it if toys are sentient in toy story do we think sex toys are sentient oh god is andy's mom you know I'll just leave the rest to imagination. The answer um, may shock you. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. That's probably the better answer of the two. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. There you have it. Folks, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember to give us a sub to stay up to date with all our cinema thoughts here on large popcorn cam want to thank you for coming on the show today is there any place people can find you online if they so wish yeah uh you can follow me on twitter at cam final mix and i stream on twitch twitch.tv slash cam final mix um and yeah that, 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 that's it um i and on tw- yeah twitter i i post all my uh my, my my hot my hot takes my unpopular opinions i got a lot of them um you know and i'm not like one of those people that's like oh my hot takes or my personality or anything like that i just have a lot of hot takes that people disagree with and i just fucking own i, I just fucking own that shit you know what i mean sure um and, I, and i'm willing to be like uh if someone else has like a popular t- uh, i don't know i don't know I'm just, I'm just saying that like i feel like i'm one of the th- I, i'm one of the few people in like me and christian's like friend group uh like the kind of funny community and things like that that like and just willing to be like yeah i don't like this thing 
no you know no matter how popular it is and just like i just i don't like it you know it's ballsy but i respect it yeah you know you just gotta you just gotta like enjoy the things that you like just you know and just like the things you dislike you know it's just it is what it is like you know like last of us overrated uncharted overrated like not good you're wrong. <laughs> Halo Four multiplayer better than Halo Reach multiplayer. All these things are valid. Are you are you serious? Oh you yeah, absolutely, that? dude. It's so like Halo Four multiplayer is like good. No. Yeah. No. Halo Reach too floaty, too weird, too lightweight. Halo Four's got that like weight to it. I feel myself moving around. But the weapons are garbage. Oh no, the weapons are better. They also sound good and feel good to shoot. Halo Reach, eh, I can do without you. Here's the thing. Neither are Halo, is Halo 3 multiplayer, so. I'm sure it's just as bad. Anyway, folks, no. we <laughs> until no. next time, we hope you enjoyed the show. Long live Chloe Zhao in Denis, we trust.